He has his own podcast. What is it, y'all? Get my shit together. Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, July 28, 2023. I hope your week is going well. I hope you're ready for a big weekend. And candidly, I hope you don't have to drive across the country into infernal heat across the southern United States, as I will be doing with two 65-pound dogs beginning tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. Right now, I am again engaging the mobile podcast recording studio. I'm going for a walk around my neighborhood. This is a trip out. Does it make it challenging for you if I say, all right, today's Friday's podcast. Tomorrow is Saturday. I'm leaving. But I'm actually recording this on Thursday. I don't know. Anyway, I'm walking around the neighborhood for about 20 minutes or so just to uh, get a little stretch in my legs. Feel the sun and the heat bake into my body. Maybe produce a small, minor sweat. It's a new band, Minor Sweat. They do not like drinking or smoking, but also love exercise. This is, this is it. By the way, is it pretty coincident, I would say, and sad, to ultimately sad, that on Tuesday I made a poster for Limerick, or Monday, I made a poster for Limerick suggesting this is my final Limerick show, which it was. My final show is showrunner at Limerick. On Tuesday, on Monday, I put it out. The poster just had the usual thing I put on my Instagram story. I figure if you listen to this podcast, you probably check out my Instagram story and are accustomed to seeing those Limerick lineups, which I, I forever will be liberated from that task, even though it really was not a task. I enjoyed it. Approaching some leaf blowers in the distance. Surprise, surprise. Again, depending on how you feel, is it, are you like miserable by the leaf blowers? Like, oh my God, leaf blowers again. Or are you like, wow, I live in a neighborhood where people love to take care of their stuff. How about that? We have leaf blowers, people keeping yards clean. Just a matter of perspective. So on Monday, I put the Instagram story with just the Limerick comedy background, the date, the time, and that was it. Normally I have names and all sorts of addresses and stuff, but it was a very Spartan uh, production of the poster with a music bed of the song. It's either called The Last Day of Our Acquaintance or This is the Last Day of Our Acquaintance by Sinead O'Connor, and the very next day, it was announced that she had passed away. It was a, sent a bit of a chill through me. And she, as you've heard me talk about probably on this podcast, is someone I always admired for being such a goddamn punk rocker, being so far ahead of the curve in calling out the Catholic Church and its leadership at the very highest level, for their, you know what they did, I'm not going to dive into that, but uh, she gave her career in that tearing up the picture of the Pope, she essentially sabotaged her career as much as one could in the United States. And I was trying to contextualize it for younger comics, like now everything, no person could have such an outrageous act take place now, I don't think, because everything is diffuse and we're all in our own camps. 
But at the time, the whole country, and it seemed like the whole world was on her ass for tearing up a picture of the Pope on SNL. But you know what? She did what she believed in and suffered the consequences because of it. But she was also standing up for what was right. All right, I'm probably going into a noisy territory. So hold on one sec. All right, hopefully it will recede. It's, I, I just walked past him. And you know what? I'm fortunate enough. I'm fortunate to live in a neighborhood where people take care of their properties. So, rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. I, at various times in my life, have owned both of those first two records, the uh, Lion and the Cobra, which I remember being a kind of a dancey, jaunty little record, and then the big one with her face on it. I, what's it called? I do not know what I have not got or something like that. The one with the Prince cover. Like, anybody knew it was a Prince song before they tell you it's a Prince song. It's not like she was covering... Um, you know, Housequake or something like that. Is that is that an A-side for Prince? He has so many songs. Where does Housequake fall? Is it an A-side, B-side, C-side? Anyway, rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. I just thought it was awfully coincident. I'm done with doing stand-up in this current iteration in Atlanta. I'm not going out tonight. I'm not going out Friday night. And I, I couldn't imagine a better closing of this chapter of my comedy life than the last couple nights of The Laughing Skull and Limerick before it. Everyone came out and everyone was so nice and everyone has sent such, not everyone, I mean the people that don't like me, who I've known for a long, long time, they didn't show up. But, you know, I don't give a fuck about them. I'm focused on the people who are there. Right? And you know who was there? Exactly the right people. It's always how it works. Do you care about the people that aren't there? You shouldn't. Why not? Because they're not there. They don't care to be there for you. You know who does and you know who you should value? These motherfuckers right here who came out on Tuesday night. Who came out on Wednesday night? People who weren't even on the show at the Laughing Skull who came over to say hello, bend an elbow, ask if we're going to have a drink, that sort of thing. Say they'll miss me. I'm touched. I've, I've been touched by all these really thoughtful messages I've received from people uh, who I've known differentially. Some people I've known for six, seven years. Other people I've known for uh, six months or a year, something like that. And uh, I'm touched. And also grateful that I am perceived by these people as I, as I, as I, I don't want to say strive to be, but I, I as I want to be. I'm acting, if they're perceiving me the way they're saying they are, then I'm acting consistent with my values, and that makes me feel good. And you know what? The same people who didn't show up, who don't give a fuck that I'm leaving, are probably people who don't, what? Whose values are inconsistent with mine. And that's okay. We shouldn't say your values are better or worse than one another. They're just different. We can agree the tree is green, but we might differentiate or differ on whether it's beautiful or not or what we could use it for. That's okay. So, Limerick was great. I, I got there a little late because in true Limerick fashion, they wanted to uh, start the comedy show late because Atlanta United was playing 
Messi, 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 and the team from Miami. Which is just fitting for Limerick. The disrespect, that goddamn place. No, I'm kidding. Both of the owners were there. They, I, I don't know if they stopped by to say hello or send regards, but it was coincident that they were there. Hung out for a while, wished me well. We'll circle around in the future. Children playing in a green space. This is it. It's all happening. A military helicopter soaring above. This is the United States. Blonde children playing in the grass while the armed forces circles warily overhead, alert for any sign of unrest or discord, maintaining, coercing, forcing alignment. So we started the show a little bit late at Limerick on Tuesday, and all my friends were there, and I just put them all up. And they all did spots, they all talked shit, they roasted me, and they were sweet to me. And it was perfect. It was great. People got real. And it's very, very bittersweet. But I feel good. I feel good like I went out, I mean, in this phase of my comedy career here in Atlanta, I'm going out how I how it was meant to be, and how I, I, I liked the way it, it ensued. There were some celebrations, like raising of glasses, wishing of well, but it wasn't like a bit, but it was about everyone. I didn't have to, you know, host a party or have people host a party and just celebrate me. I know that sounds a little tossy, but what I mean by that is the way I was able to celebrate my departure and allow people to express emotion, express emotion to me, was in a group setting where everyone's, everyone was significant and it wasn't just about one person. It was about the thing we all do together and the places we do it. I need to clear my throat. So that was it, Limerick was, was wonderful. I, I did leave by midnight as I promised I would I I guess we did. I, we did take a break, ultimately, uh, and make way for Jason Holsey and Lightning Round. But I hosted the main show until, like, 11. We let it, let it go long, and um, Shauna Godkindy actually closed it out. Neil Reddy was going to, but Neil was roasting me for having too many Indians on the, on the, on the dais. Too many Indian comics on the show. Neil's Indian, by the way, or of Indian descent. And so when he said that, I'm like, you know what? Shonik's walking in right now. Let's have him close it out. One more, one more of them. Speaking of demographics, my daughter is at an age, and apparently a lot of her cohort are like this. When they hear about someone, they ask, are they a boy or a girl? My daughter then asks, are they black, white, brown or Indian, not exactly sure, she's getting breadth, right, that's what she says, are they black, white, brown or Indian, and then, almost unfailingly, she'll say, is he a dwarf, I don't know where she has come to, that's not a word I use, I use words much worse than that, on stage, but I don't, 
Not that dwarf's a bad word, of course. I don't, uh, I don't know where she gets that from. Somewhere she's learned about dwarfism, I suppose. So that's one of the demographic blocks she's looking for. Are they a boy or a girl? Boy. Like my wife was going to go have a drink with somebody. Uh, are they a boy or a girl? Boy. Uh, black, white, brown, or Indian? White. Uh, is he a dwarf? And my wife laughing like, no, silly. And she's like, oh, he's a boy. Well, I think dwarfism doesn't discriminate. So the Shawnee closed it out. It was wonderful. Lightning round was packed. Everyone was on the porch having a good time. The regulars were super nice. We took a lot of pictures. They made me feel important. You know what? The last week has made me feel that I matter to people. Not that I didn't think that, but I, I just kind of like slowed down and seen it. And that's, that's really cool. I mean, I know I make people laugh and whatever, have, have a nice network of people in my life, my life, but having people that I don't know necessarily all that well kind of express that and let me know that they value me, it's pretty cool. Again, it's sort of something you know or feel almost inherently, but slowing down to, you know, be, and, and having people, you know, confront you with the, their warmth and uh, acceptance is really cool. You know, it's consistent with these things we talk about on this podcast around, you know, freedom to be yourself and have people accept you as you are. That's what I felt all week. So I made it out of Limerick. We're still down to one car, so I took an Uber home. A guy picked me up in a, like, Tesla SUV in front of, which was fitting. I left Limerick uh, in the car of a white supremacist. I tried a joke last night about Elon Musk continuing to just destroy Twitter, I guess, and change the logo to this weird-looking X thing. And I, I said, yeah, it seems like he's like, it's, it's phase one, and the next stage is to put on the other lines to make it a full swastika. And I got a laugh from a couple comics. I'm like, oh, I'll try it on stage. And it bombed. <laughs> but I did try three new things at the Laughing Skull last night that all worked. The liberty of having put down that half an hour over the weekend and focusing exclusively on uh, new material has, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at a neighbor who's not making eye contact with me, has been great. So last night I just went up like, I'm going to try these three new things, commit to them, uh, but also not overwrite them. I, you know, in putting a half an hour down, memorializing it, I, when I had that great show on Saturday night, I was in the moment. I was not stuck in the act, as we'd say. And I'm trying to make sure I maintain that as I build this new set of material. Just go up with a couple punchlines in mind, talk about them, see what happens, then maybe spur of the moment a couple tags come to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not, now, now I'm headed back uphill, obviously, I'm not advocating for, quote, writing on stage. I need to pick up my pace because I'm going to be late for this call. 
I'm not advocating writing on stage because that usually leads to bombing on stage. But bombing on stage is good also. <laughs> it's just, uh, you don't always have 45 minutes just to stand up there and fuck around and figure it out. Uh, so Limerick was phenomenal last night at the Laughing Skull. Also really, really meaningful. Uh, Nick Murphy is out of town. So Brian King closed the show, Brian King was there all night, one of my true original allies, and we did a lot of hugs, and talking about, I remember when we first met, and I, I told you before, Brian King's one of the best joke writers I know, and I was telling him jokes that I remember him saying six years ago, seven years ago, that he was like, oh yeah, I should, I kind of forgot about that, I'm like, yeah dude, from the drop, when I first saw you, like, this is really strong comedic chaps and other comics came through anyway it was very nice it was very sweet I'm gonna have to finish this later because I'm only gonna get to about 20 minutes or so of this Mach 1 so I'll look forward to circling back with you later and let you know I'm gonna be when you're hearing this I'm gonna be driving across the goddamn country I will no longer be a resident of Atlanta, which bums me out. But I won't also be a resident of Georgia, which I'm kind of excited about. The duality of man. What's up, bro? Uh, all right, I'll be back uh, multiple hours later. Here is my return. Welcome back to the Getting My Act Together podcast. It's now late Thursday night before the move. And I was just talking, I, I just to real to... to realize to get a sense of what I was talking about before I took a break during my walk earlier today I realized I said when you listen to this I'm going to be driving across the country and that is true if you listen to the podcast after Friday because Friday and we'll try to get down in the house on Friday even though everything's packed up we're going to have to get that song on our phones we can't have it on the usual speaker system in the house so we'll get down on friday but if you're listening to this podcast on friday july 28th i will not be driving across country i will still be in atlanta i will be near my house probably if not in my house while it is being packed up by a moving company that i shat on them initially because they said that the truck wouldn't fit that 11th hour retrade and then I took a, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we said bullshit. It's not, it shouldn't be a thousand extra dollars for this thing. A shuttle to take it up to like, it's a street, it's a truck, it'll fit, it'll work. Stop trying, you'll have to listen to the past, past podcast, but I had an agreement with a moving company for months in advance. And then two weeks ago, they called and said the driver couldn't get his truck here. We're going to have to have this. Uh, additional shuttle service and charge you like a thousand dollars for it and we said bullshit there's trucks on the street all the time and then coincidentally fortunately uh, a big truck was on this street and I took a picture of it and we sent it to the trucking company or at least the moving company who is coordinating this and they're like uh, yeah okay well we won't charge you extra I don't know if they're going to bring that shuttle service or not but they're not going to charge us so uh, it's always good to call someone's bullshit, especially a goddamn company that is going to have us by the balls 
probably when we get to California, they'll hold us hostage for more money. But you know what? We'll be in California. Sooner or later, we'll have enough money to make it work. Because for most things in life, most issues, most problems, remember I told you problems are really just uh, challenges that require resources. A lot of times in life, there is a problem and the solution is money. Do we have the money to solve all the problems of our move? Not necessarily. But do we have credit cards? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how many problems we're going to encounter. Do we have credit cards that we can go into debt financing this move? Absolutely. So the move's going to happen, and it's going to cost us money. But in the end, we'll be in San Diego, away from my beloved Atlanta, Georgia, where I've lived for 17 years. It's on us. It's upon us. The, the episode is going to be titled, This Is It. The move is upon us. It's it's bitter. It's bittersweet. I realized right at the end I was talking about Brian, one of my favorite people. And he and I must have hugged last night like three times. Nick and I were hugging multiple times on Tuesday night. Khalil White, Daniel Delano, Sandra Vasquez, Zane Sharif, Zane Zadie, all these people that I just love and love being around and love talking shit with and love doing stand-up comedy with and challenging each other to get better, I'm leaving them. And it's bittersweet. But you know what? Now that it's the goodbyes have been said, the emotions have been tran transcended, like I said at Tuesday, and, and even last night at the Laughing Skull, they were they were making a big deal, a bigger deal. I didn't bring it up, but people were telling the crowd it was my last night, and you know, comics were saying, I remember the first time I came here, Joe, X, Y, and Z, uh, give it up and all that. Um, now that that part, the emotional part, has been transcended, uh, I feel better about going to San Diego because I feel like I've said my proper goodbyes. And I don't know what the expression is. This is goodbye, not farewell, or farewell, but not goodbye. I don't know what, what it is. Because I keep telling everyone, I am moving but not leaving. I'm going to change all my social media bios, meaning my one Instagram, to say San Diego slash Atlanta stand-up comic. Because I am an Atlanta stand-up comic and will always be an Atlanta stand-up comic. Unless I moved to New York and did comic comedy in the village every night, I'm an Atlanta comic no matter where I am. That's what I am. I'm an Atlanta stand-up comic. But having said the goodbyes properly, having done it in a mature way where emotion was expressed, among comics, right, who are just, especially male comics, dying to, you know, find weakness in one another and, uh, you know, maybe some some softness in character. Uh, you know, we have shells and we're dicks and that sort of thing. Uh, to be emotional and to be real and to be honest it was, it was a really cool thing. And mature. It was a mature thing by everyone who expressed their sentiment. And I actually think, when I was thinking back to Limerick on Tuesday night, most people were pretty sincere at the end. You know, they talk a lot of shit about me, which they should, but to, like, honestly express emotion... Uh, I think was was really cool, but a few comics didn't. They just couldn't, for or didn't want to, or whatever, for um, get into that space. And I think 
I was thinking about it. The com- I think there's a differentiator. If you can go into that space, that uh, vulnerability, you'll be a better comic in the long run. It was just, I wasn't critiquing people's toasts of me. <laughs> it just dawned on me later that that the best comics that can go into that real emotional place, even if their persona on stage is pretty different from that, I think that really bodes well from them for them. It really, I guess, doesn't matter for the people who didn't do that. Let's just stay positive and say it really bodes well for the people who can go into the emotion and be honest for a second without just breaking my balls the whole night. It's upon us. So you'll be listening. If you're listening Friday, the house will be packed. Uh, the moving company, the guy called the other day. He's ready. He's ready to do the job. The driver, that is. He said, can a, an 18-wheeler get on your street? And I said, yeah, it's, I've seen it before. And he said, okay. He said, how many floors do you have? And I said, we have one, but we do have a basement. So we got to empty that too. And then... Uh, I might have asked one other question. I can't remember what it was. He said, are you, maybe he said, are you ready? I said, yeah, we're fucking ready. We got rid of the piano, which was oh, heartbreaking. Though, here's the thing I've learned over my life. Pianos are not that expensive. And I'm not talking about grand pianos. I'm talking about like, you can buy an upright piano for $200. That's not a lot of money for an upright piano. At least when I bought it 100 years ago. And the other thing about pianos that an old guy told me once, pianos fit. So we gave the piano to some friends. Uh, to the, the, the friend I told you about, my, my friend Vic, who I, I called him Vikram. And he's like, actually, it's Vikash. And he's very, very funny. I told you also, he, uh, he and I were sitting at the pool when the white woman walked up with henna on her arms. And he goes, hey, uh, Ashley or whatever her name is, uh, Great henna. And she goes, oh, yeah, I went to a Bollywood party. And he goes, neat. <laughs> we gave the piano to them for their their child. And uh, the movers came and took it today. And like, wow, the piano is out of the house. We have just a little upright, I think you might call it a spinet piano or a console piano. It's not a grand piano, of course. And it was moved out of here. That, uh, taking a piano out of a house really takes the soul out of it for me. But it fits perfectly in their place. They sent a video already of the child playing on it, and it's it's going to be wonderful. So uh, we will have to find a, another reasonably priced piano when we get to San Diego. And then and then it's on. Movers are coming at eight a.m. So I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna wrap up here anyway. Usually around the thirty minute mark on for Friday. I don't want to. I want you to be able to get down. I want to just give you a quick update of my wonderful week that. It should be bittersweet, you know? It shouldn't be just, like, all happy or all sad. I, there's there's balance. And, and I think that suggests emotional maturity from your host. Eight a.m. they're coming. And then... And then we're staying at a neighbor's house Friday night. At a neighbor who actually Airbnbs her house. And I think is letting us stay there for free, which is incredibly nice of her. Or just neighborly, depending on how you look at it. But uh, very nice of her is, is actually the correct answer. And then Saturday morning, I'm getting up and I'm driving 
I'm driving to Dallas on Saturday. I live, look on a map, people in Chennai, people in Bangalore, people in Taiwan, people in Israel. Oh my gosh, Israel fighting itself has just given me the popcorn. Oh my gosh. And how, imagine if we had people in these industries, in these, these functions like Mossad, you know, like their spy agency and like doctors unions and all these really respected professions over there that are standing up against Netanyahu and this crazy right-wing judicial thing. Imagine if we had people in this fucking country doing that. Imagine. But, oh my gosh, Israel fighting Israel. I, I just can't. And, and it looked like they were just spraying water at their own people. But they look very... Anyway, if you're listening in Israel, I, I don't want to... I, I wish you well through what is apparently a very tumultuous time. And if you're over there, though, and you're in any country, look on a map of the United States and you'll see the distance from Atlanta to Dallas. And that's the objective for day one. I'm, I gotta get a good, I'm gonna get a good night's sleep, get up early tomorrow, Friday morning, or when you're listening to this, who gives a fuck, and then get to sleep early, as early as I can, in a stranger's, not a stranger's house, in a bed that is not my own on Friday night, so I can get up and just immediately hit the road with a trunk full of ice, cold water, dog food, clothes for myself that's about it leashes <laughs> and I'm going to try to make it to Dallas on night one if, if I make it to night one in Dallas that's going to give that's going to give me a lot of but I can't make it too big it's going to give me a lot of wind in my sails like holy cow I'm already in Dallas and I just have to you know go another 17 hours or something <laughs> But I think it'll give me tremendous confidence. I don't not confidence. I'll feel really good about it. Is what it'll make me feel if I get to Dallas on the on night one. And then I, I think the next stop, if I could do it the next day, would be like Las Cruces, and that's that's a that's a big chunk of driving in two days. I really want to get to Dallas. You've heard me say it over the last several podcasts. I am not going to do it uh, if I'm falling asleep if I'm you know I'm not going to drive until the middle of the night or any of that shit but if I can do it and pull into Dallas by like I don't know 8 o'clock 7 o'clock local time take a shower have a sandwich maybe a cold beer fall asleep walk the dogs around we can go for a little walk stretch our legs go to sleep do it again the next day, or I'll feel empowered to do it the next day. Let's put it that way. So, wish me well. Thank you, everyone in Atlanta who has been effusive in sharing social media posts about me, who have sent me uh, lots of private messages, direct messages on Instagram, who have emailed the podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know I matter. That makes me feel really good. And... That's it. Wish me well on this drive. Wish the dogs well. Also, if you are watching from around the world, me drive from Atlanta to Dallas, 
Notice the temperatures that you see in the United States South. And look at how scorchingly hot it is. And cross your fingers that I do not die out there. And I, I don't mean that lighthearted. I mean that lightheartedly, but also I don't want to die. I have too much to live for. And I want to see this goddamn move through. And I just want to see what happens with this kid of ours. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for a great, a great, a great run in Atlanta. And I will talk to you from the road. So have a great weekend and talk to you soon.